0: As God sees. A few weeks ago I went uh, down to Phoenix and I saw, I walked in and I saw my mom. And it was interesting because she looked different. Kind of like when after I shave, people are like, Father, you look different. There's something different about you. I'm like, I'm younger. No, uh, so. But I saw my mom and I was like, there's something different. Um, And she wasn't wearing her glasses. I was like, Mom, you don't have your glasses on. She's like, oh. She's like, I had cataract surgery. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh. And so she she wasn't wearing her, wear her glasses until she needed to read, and then she did one of these, right? You know. Um, but I was like, what's that like? And she's like, you know, um, I guess I'm starting to see things uh, clearly that I never knew I wasn't seeing clearly. I'm starting to see things clearly that I never knew I wasn't seen clearly. Jesus Christ, who is the light of the world, comes to enlighten us. That's what he does. That that as his light comes into my life, that it it actually allows me to see myself more clearly, but also to, to see everything else more clearly. We're given this gospel today because we are walking with people in our community who are seeking baptism. And so this gospel is trying to tell us something about the grace given to us in baptism and just the grace that God gives us to us, to us all the time. That, that in some way, every one of us is like walking around with cataracts. Not, not seeing clearly. <laughs> the problem is, I, I just don't know how I'm not seeing clearly. Because I, I don't know what I don't know. I can't see clearly what I'm not seeing clearly. I just don't know. But Jesus comes and he enters into this person's life. And something that's, that's interesting, this detail, it seems very kind of graphic and you will, that Jesus spits on the ground... And he made clay with the saliva. Why is that important? Because in the beginning, it, we know that Adam and Eve were formed from the clay of the earth. That God took the, the dirt, so to speak, and, and he made man, male and female, he made them. But then sin entered the world, and with that, our will became weak to choose what is good, our passions became disordered, that now I want things that aren't good for me, and my intellect became darkened. And so what the grace of Christ desires to do is to enlighten us, as well as strengthen my will to do what is good, and reorder my passion so that I want what's good for me. And so when Jesus, using his saliva, makes clay with the dirt... Is that by the use of water, Jesus is seeking to redeem or recreate that which is dysfunctional. That it's by the grace of Christ, by the waters of baptism, that he's seeking to redeem and to heal that which sin has made dysfunctional. Does that make sense? So that's what baptism does to us. That's that's why we come and we we dip our hand in the holy water. We make the sign of the cross. We're basically saying, God, continue to bring that light into my world. Continue to reorder me so that I can see more clearly. This becomes the the process for our entire lives. That the more we walk towards Christ, the more we see things. Uh, When we went to this focus conference in January... We were in Indianapolis, and one of the students came up to me in the middle. um, And this person's kind of funny. She's very, like, just matter of fact. And she's like, Father Matt, I'm pro-life now. And I was like, what? She's like, yeah, uh, I just went to this talk, and uh, I just realized that, um, yeah, so now I'm pro-life. And I was like, wow. (laughs) Like, that's awesome. You go to one talk, and like, um, but then we we talked about it more, and it's basically, it's like, and, and it's funny, too, when people get into these discussions, say, with pro-life, it's like um, there's, there's a video online called 180, and and a lot of these people, they have these conversations, and by the end, they're like, they were asked their opinion on, like, abortion and stuff, and by the end, they say, you know, even though they were giving their opinion, they said, you know, I never really thought about it. And so I think what happened in this talk was the, the, the presenter just gave examples and talked about these different... Facts, and all of a sudden it was like, oh, you mean, you mean if a, if a woman who's six months pregnant and she's killed that that's two deaths, and we do that in our law, right? There's double homicide. But then this other person who's six months pregnant and they choose to kill their own baby, that it's it's a choice. It's like that seems kind of hypocritical, because objectively that six month baby. It is, and how do we want to treat that baby well if we're protecting this one why would we not protect this one it, it doesn't make sense and and all of a sudden you see it you're like oh oh you mean we were dealing with two human lives it's like yeah oh and then all of a sudden you see it and you're like oh so when is it okay to terminate a human life it's like answer this and answer answer this question for me. It's okay, complete the sentence. Answer the you know it's okay to terminate a human life when, and it's like it's never okay. And all of a sudden it's like I can see it, you know. Does that make sense? Do you see? Do you follow the example and why I gave that? That that's how it just. That's what the Lord wants to do with us in, in all sorts of ways, you know, like. Um, I work with engaged couples. I remember a couple of years back, I was working with a couple, and um, and like a lot of engaged couples, and it's fine. You know, they said, you know, we're living together, and I'm like, okay, you know. And in the process of marriage prep, at a certain point, they said to me, they're like, "Father, now we get it." I was like, "What do you What do you mean?" They said, "You know, we we live together because it seemed like the best idea. Like we're saving money, and it just seems like that's what people do. We want to kind of check it out to make sure we're compatible and." can live together they're like but now now that we've been doing it and learning more and growing in our relationship we can see why it's not a good idea we, we can see that there's a better way and and we're it, we are where we are but we can see it now we just couldn't see it before and it's like yeah it's okay like god knew that god knew where you were at and he knew where you were going and he, he, who's the light of the world, gave that light. And so, God's plan for all of us is to be purified of our sin, to be enlightened, and to experience union with him. That's a process that will continue the rest of our lives. And whenever we see something, awareness is always a grace. So when I notice something about myself, like, man, I'm really bad at saying no in this situation. When I'm really weak and overwhelmed, it's really easy for me to fall into blank. That 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 awareness is a grace because I can see it. It's, It's happened many, many times, but I haven't always been aware. But now I'm aware. And it's like, well, now that we're aware, we can do something with it. Does that does that make sense? And so in this time of Lent, as we become, as we as we look face to face at our sin, that's not something to feel overwhelmed or discouraged with. But the fact that we can see our sin is a grace. It means that I can see. I can see. And now the next step is what do I do with that? To to bring it to the Lord. Because the Lord loves us, the Lord calls us. That's why we're given this first reading from 1 Samuel, that that when Jesse looks at his sons, he's like, oh, this is the one that God must be calling. This must be the holy one. And, And Samuel says, that's not the right one. That when God looks at you and I, he looks at us differently. You and I, we see our weakness. We see our sin. We see what we're not good at. God looks at you and I and he says, "My beloved son, my beloved daughter." Like I want you close to me. I want you to know my love for you. That's our calling. And and if we can't see that today, like if I say those words and it's pretty hollow, like I'm God's beloved son, it's like, yeah, that's nice. It doesn't mean it's not true. It just means I can't see it for myself. Like, I can see it for that person. They look pretty holy, you know? Like, um, I can see it there, but I can't see it for myself. That's okay. But the reality is, whether I can see it or not, is that God thought the world would be a better place with me in it. And the reality is that God knew every decision that I would make in my life. God knew every difficulty that I would experience with my family and the choices I would make. And God has been working a plan the entire time to lead me back to him, to open my eyes so that I can see him more clearly and to see myself how he sees me. That's the goal, is as we draw closer to the Lord that we might see everything more clearly but most especially that in his love and in his light we can see ourselves as we are we see ourselves as god sees